Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with Michael Coral of SmartPay by CoinSmart. At Adult Site Broker, we're proud to announce our latest project, thewaronporn.com. You'll find articles from industry websites, as well as mainstream publications from around the world. It's designed to raise awareness of our industry's plight in the war on porn and the numerous attacks on our industry and online free speech by hate groups, the religious right, and politicians. You'll find all that and more at thewaronporn.com. You've probably noticed our new podcast site at adultsitebroker.com. It has a more modern look with easier navigation and more information on our guests, including their social media links. For more, go to adultsitebrokertalk.com. And we've doubled our affiliate payouts on ASB Cash. Now, when you are first sellers or buyers to us, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer a gay blog that's been in business for over 12 years. The blog highlights new talent in the gay space, gay porn news, mainstream gossip, and a just-for-fun section. The members area has lots of content you won't find in the free area. The site only takes 25 hours a week to maintain. The monthly costs are minimal, so the site is very profitable. There's an email list of over 29,000, and the site has over 165,000 social media followers. It has great potential for growth if it's purchased by a larger company or a small one where the owner will put in a little more time. There are over 600 member posts, including videos and images. The traffic is all organic, direct, and social media. No ads have been purchased. Users come primarily from the USA, the UK, and Australia. Only $450,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Michael Coral of SmartPay by CoinSmart. Michael, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Great to be here, Bruce. Great to have you. Michael is the co-founder and chief business officer of CoinSmart, a publicly traded, regulated, and licensed corporation in Toronto, Canada. He's been instrumental in building the SmartPay service to allow businesses to accept and receive crypto as a payment in a regulated, licensed manner. His inclination to help underserved markets led him to frontiers like cryptocurrency. Through his contributions at CoinSmart, Michael hopes to educate the broader population in understanding the rationale and benefits behind the value that crypto assets have to offer. Prior to CoinSmart, Michael was the co-founder of multiple businesses, including an AI-driving social media advertising platform, website brokerage firm, and web development agency. SmartPay by CoinSmart is an industry-leading all-in-one crypto payment processing solution. It enables crypto as a pay-in and pay-out method. You get automatic conversion to and from fiat currencies, such as dollars and euros, with direct deposits to your bank account. 
CoinSmart has all the benefits of crypto as a payment method with no market risk or hassle. So besides what I just said, Michael, what are the benefits of crypto payments? Um, well, that's a great introduction. Thank you so much, Bruce. Uh, there's a few, a few benefits. Number one, uh, lower transaction fees. Um, you know, with credit cards, typically what two, three, four percent, sometimes even more. It's typically around uh, around one percent, one and a half percent, right? So it's a much much cheaper way to uh, to accept payment and to, and to send out payment. The second is it, it's global, right? If you want to have a website and you want to accept a form of payment. Bitcoin is Bitcoin in every country around the world, and you're able to pay with Bitcoin anywhere you want or any other crypto. So it is global. Credit cards, you need obviously different currencies, bank accounts, merchants accounts, gateways, all that, all that fun stuff. It's a lot more complicated than you might think. And, and finally, it would be privacy, right? Crypto payments are anonymous, especially in this industry. People who are looking to be the fans looking to buy the content like to remain anonymous, the content creators who want to send funds out off the sites also want to remain anonymous. Uh, so those payments can happen privately, um, which is a huge benefit of crypto payments. Do you see a time with all the regulations happening now with the credit card companies where crypto will be just about our only option? You know, I, th I think so. at the end of the day, you can't just have one payment option, right? It's not it's not going to happen, whether it be credit card or crypto or direct wires or whatever. There's always going to be mul multiple options, PayPal, what, what have you. I think if credit cards are completely out of the industry, crypto is going to come up. It will become more mainstream, but there's still going to be other payment options em emerging, whether it be just like direct debits. Even I was going to say wire, but that would take a much longer time than mm, yeah. anything if else. Guy, and we know if a guy's sitting there with his unit in his hand. I don't think he's going to do a bank wire. Sorry. I don't, well, why not? Wait, wait a couple of days. It'll get there yeah, and then he's ready exactly. to go. Right. And then that'll, yeah, end up paying a lot more. But I think, I think crypto will be a lot, a much bigger player if, if credit cards are, you know, gone by the wayside. But it's, I don't see that happening. I, I think it's too big of an industry for it to go away. I know there's been a lot of heat on it for the last, last while. And we hope that it stay, you know, that it's, it stays. Um, it's just better for everybody. Yeah. What's the situation involving chargebacks with crypto? One of the biggest benefits of crypto is that there aren't any chargebacks, right? It's irreversible once the payment is made. You're still allowed to accept a refund, right? If you make a payment and you feel fulfill that you're allowed to offer a refund on it and the merchant can send it back. But from a chargeback perspective, once it's paid, it's paid. That's it. It eliminates that risk of a merchant having to deal with all these chargebacks, which is a massive problem. Yeah, absolutely. What are the regulations surrounding crypto payments? Regulations vary from, from country to country. In Canada, you need to have like an MSB license. So like we have FinTrack here in Canada. In the States, there you need to have money transmitter licenses across state state by state. You need to have FinTrack as well. In Europe, you need other sorts of licenses. Latin America, same thing. Asia, different sort of regulations there too. You know, some jurisdictions have implemented specific frameworks to govern cryptocurrency transactions, including anything AML and KYC policies and things like that. At CoinSmart and SmartPay, we have all the licenses that we need in order to facilitate crypto payments globally. 
since we started in 2018, that's what we wanted to do, regulation first. We knew that we couldn't just be a fly-by-night kind of crypto company like an FTX or things like that, right? You can't, we, could, we couldn't do that. And while we didn't grow as big as FTX, obviously, because of that, we're a, trust, we're a trusted partner. Look at them today. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. Didn't SPF just uh, walked over to the courthouse the other day, right? So we're doing it the right way, and we followed all the regulations we possibly can. And every like quarter, we're adding more and more licenses just to have a you know a stranglehold on the fact that we're doing it the the right way. You know, there's not we're not the only crypto processor out there, but I almost guarantee you that we have the we're the ones with the most regulated platform out there and the most licenses that you can have for a crypto payments offering. Right. What are some key facts about your company that people should know? Um, some key facts. Well, we started in 2018. The founders are actually childhood friends. We met when we were 14 years old, which is kind of crazy. It's not our first business together. Uh, as you said in the uh, the outset, we've had we've run multiple businesses before, but uh, this is our first foray into crypto when we started in about, about 2017, 2018. As you mentioned, we're a publicly traded company based in Canada, right, on the NEO exchange. And that's something that built a ton of trust with our clients. Again, fully regulated and licensed, which is uh, obviously key, very important. Um, we've processed well over $1.3, $1.4 billion in transactions uh, since, since we started. So quite a bit there. Those are like some, some main facts about the company. At the end of the day, we're also, we're also based in Canada. And where do you trust your money the most? Canada, right? If you have to think about a country <laughs> in the world, it's either Canada, maybe Switzerland, right? Where else would it be? You're not going to trust in the States, right? So those are some key facts. Sure. What coins does Smart Pay by Coin Smart support? We have all the top ones, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, USDC, USDT, Solana, uh, Litecoin, Doge. Yeah, I was, I was going to make sure you had Doge. Elon would be upset otherwise. You had to have Doge, uh, Bitcoin Cash, uh, AVAX, Matic, DOT. Uh, but the most popular ones, obviously, are Bitcoin, ETH, and then the two stable coins, which is USDC and USDT. Uh, those, are, those are the biggest ones by far. I take up probably 90% of the volume that we have through SmartPay. Okay. Why are crypto payments better than credit card payments? Well, I think, you know, we touched upon this a little bit. It's the lower transaction fees, right? The 13% to the 1%, the global accessibility, the privacy factor of it, and the reduced risk of fraud, right? Limiting chargebacks. So those, those four, and we can repeat it again, is that like those are the main reasons why people go to crypto payments over credit cards. And believe it or not, it's a heck of a lot easier to set up as a merchant than it is credit card payments. It's actually a very simple process, and I'll get to that in a bit. Okay. By the way, you mentioned all the processing volume you've done, which is quite impressive. What other industries are you guys involved in? Yeah, so we're we're certainly not only an adult. Uh, we do gaming as well, e-commerce, cross-border payments is a huge one for us. We partner with a lot of other uh, payment service providers who are just doing fiat payouts. Um, we work with a lot of FX companies as well to offer them crypto rails. Um, we also work in like just typical retail. Like we have stores in Toronto, uh, like restaurants accepting crypto as a form of payment for your bill or shoe stores that you can buy uh, your Air Jordans with uh, with crypto as well. So we, we, we cross the gamut, but I'd say like the most popular ones would be 
the cross-border payments and PSPs than probably gaming an adult. Okay. If you looked into your crystal ball, what, where would you see crypto being five years from now and 10 years from now? So I think in, in five years from now, there's going to be a lot more, a lot more adoption for it. I, I'm hoping that if I'm looking at the price of Bitcoin right now, it's about 25,000 US. In five years, I expect that to be at least 100K. At least I'm hoping that's going to be the case. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be there. I think the, um, it'll be a lot more mainstream, right? I think in five years from now, you'll be able to go on to Amazon or to Walmart and be able to buy whatever you'd like with crypto. It'll be the same thing as having a, having a credit card. In 10 years from now, I think it'll, it'll, it'll be much of the same, right? Uh, I don't know if it'll like usurp credit card transactions, and, but it'll, it'll, be, it'll be right up there. You're going to have, imagine logging into your bank account wherever, wherever you are in the world, and you're going to have your checking account, your savings account, and your crypto account, right? And you can easily move it back and forth, convert it right there. Um, it'll just be another method of payment that is acceptable globally. Why do you think the Amazons and Walmarts of the world don't accept crypto now? It's not like it hasn't been around for a while. No, because it's just not. There's not mass adoption yet. We have we, we haven't got there yet, right? It's just not people right now don't actually want to necessarily spend their crypto on like every everyday things. They want to invest in it because they they believe that it's going to go up at some point, right? If you're if you're at twenty five thousand dollars and you have one Bitcoin. Right? Why are you spending that entire entire Bitcoin on your gas when you believe it's going to go to a hundred thousand dollars in the next in the next four years? You're going to invest that, right? But once it reaches a point where there's not so much volatility in the asset class and it's a lot more stable, then I think you're going to see a lot more mass adoption of of it, and people are going to use it a lot a lot more. Okay, because that was one thing I was going to ask you. I mean, I think of myself, and I'm not spending my crypto. I'm waiting for it to go up. I mean, there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect between investing in it and spending it, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So, I mean, that there's different types of people, right? You have people who are just like the Bitcoin maximalists and want to hold it and, and invest it. But then there's also a crypto utility, right? Uh, people use crypto right now for specific use cases. It's fantastic for cross-border payments. It's fantastic for the industries that I mentioned, for adults, for the privacy of it. It's a lot, it's a lot cheaper for gaming as well, for the same reasons. Um, so even people who are investing with it, they may still spend it for certain reasons. But I don't think the guy who's you know holding it for an investment is going to be buying a car with it or buying groceries with it or some or some at, at, the, at the moment at least they're using it for a utility not for just every everyday spending so what would be a good strategy for the average person who has crypto and wants to spend crypto and also wants to invest yeah so I mean you don't need to obviously spend all of it just like any other financial like asset that you have right if you have a million dollars in in U.S. dollars or whatever dollars you want to think about, you're not spending all of it. You're you're investing it, right? You're investing it, trying to make a good a good return on that, and hopefully your portfolio goes up. So only spend what you're what you can afford to spend. It's all about risk tolerance, right? So if I had ten bitcoins, I could spend probably a quarter or a tenth of a bitcoin a year, and I'll be fine as long as I believe the price of bitcoins consistently going up. 
So it's okay if you're making money off the investment, but just don't go into the uh, your entire treasury, you know, over overnight. It's, uh, it's just like any other investment. Yeah, that makes good sense. What type of crypto payment services do you offer? So we have two different types. One is the pay inside and one is the pay outside. So perhaps I can give you an example of just like how that works. You know, one of, one of our one of our clients is uh it's Chatterbait. For Chatterbait what we do is if you're a fan, right? You want to buy some credits to watch some content creators, you go onto the site you click on, you know, buy credits and a whole bunch of options come up. You can pay with credit card, with PayPal, with bank transfer. They have a slew of different options and then you can, you can select cryptocurrency. When you select cryptocurrency, our platform comes up, gives you a whole bunch of options. You can buy 50 credits for X amount or, you know, a uh, hundred credits for Y amount. You select your amount of credits, an invoice page pops up, which says, Hey, this is how much you owe for 50 credits. Um, you get a QR code and a little like Bitcoin or USDC or whatever crypto you choose address. You take that address, you go to wherever you have your crypto, whether it be a, a hardware wallet or another exchange or wherever you keep your crypto, and you send a payment to that address. As soon as that payment gets made, the credits are automatically added to the, your Chatterbait account and you're off to the races and having a good time on, on, on Chatterbait. Um, so that's the pay inside. On the pay outside, um, this is for the the content creators. Um, they're constantly getting tips of all these different credits, and they want to be paid out in a, in a some sort of fashion. Previously, it was more fiat payouts like ACH direct transfers, but we have a solution now where you can actually facilitate the payout in a couple of different ways. One, you can just provide a wallet address within like the, the back end of the Chatterbait portal, and every day, week, month, you get paid out the credits that you were earned. Or two, you can actually select your method of payout by selecting your different crypto anytime you want to actually facilitate that payout. So we do it on both on both sides. Very simple flow. If you want to look, see how it looks, go onto the site and just t- test it out. Buy some credits with crypto. And that's how SmartPay works for pay-ins. And if you're a creator listening to this, go on to Chatterbait and try to get paid out in crypto and you'll see how that works. Yeah, I mean, right now, platforms like Paxum are pretty popular because they're paying people in cash from the chatterbaits of the world, the OnlyFans of the world. Why should those people be using SmartPay? Yeah, so this is, it's very much so anonymous as well. So what happens is a lot of these content creators get paid out in crypto and they typically get paid out in Bitcoin. That's like their crypto of choice. They get the crypto, it goes to their Bitcoin wallet. They walk down to their local Bitcoin ATM, right? Uh, where there's a ton of them across, across the states at least and take it out for cash, right? And use it for their, for their daily spending. It's a lot cheaper too. The fees on a crypto payout, um, I don't know the specific fees on, on Paxum, but from what I hear, it's a lot higher as a percentage than it is on the crypto side. So it's a lot cheaper and you're still gonna get cash at the end of the day. Right, real cash dollars in your pocket, like bills. So you can do that with crypto as well. Makes sense. Why do your clients like using Smart Pay and working with CoinSmart? So they love us because our service is incredible. If you must say so yourself, I'm saying so because <laughs> the reason why we're you know we're a we're a founder led company, right? We have about 50 people on. 
50 people now. I think we're merging with with two other companies shortly. So it'll be over over 100 people. But we're about 50 right now. But the founders are still day-to-day working with clients, right? Talking to whoever they need to, making sure that things are working around around the clock, right? If there's a client who needs something at two in the morning, they can text me, wake me up, and I'll answer it, right? We're a 24-7 shop. We take very good care of our customers. It's something that we pride ourselves have been doing for the last like five years in business. They like us also because we're Canadian too. I don't know why. It's just uh, (laughs) people think Canadians are are really, really nice. (laughs) Maybe it's the accent. I don't know. But and we don't bullshit at the end of the day. Like we're not, our our fees are great, but we're, we're very, very competitive, but we're very simple to the point, easy product to use. And, and, and it's the service. It really is. I'm coming back to that because that's what really matters. It's building the relationship with whoever your, your partner is. And people stay with us because of that, right? We're not just a commodity to them. It's like, oh, we need to use SmartPay because we know they're going to treat us well. If something goes to shit, then they're going to be there to help us out. Talk a little bit about people's fears about crypto because... You and I both know that there's a little bit of misinformation out there and people tend to be a little bit fearful. Talk about that and why they shouldn't be. See, look, people think that it's it's so volatile and it's something that, you know, if they're using crypto, that it can get stolen very easily or it's only used for like the black markets of the world. It's not like that. It's very, you know, it, while, while there's not like full on mass adoption, it is mainstream, right? It is there. You can buy Bitcoin anywhere you want, pretty much, right? There's no need, need to be like fearful of this asset class. People are always fearful of something that they don't, they don't understand, right? At the end of the day, it's actually a very simple asset if you just do, do the research and understand actually what it, what it is, right? Just because Bitcoin goes from 3K when COVID hit up to, 60k, uh, you know, in May, May of the same year, right? Sure, it's volatile there. It's a fun game for investors and day traders, but it's not something to be afraid of. If you want to invest in it, invest in it with money that you can afford to lose, right? At the at the end of the day, it's it's one of it's one of those things. But there's not it's not just Bitcoin though. You have stable coins, right? Stable coins are backed by like the U.S. dollar one to one, so you can buy you know, $1,000 of USDT and then start spending that USDT on all these different creator sites. And it's just like spending US dollars, but it's a lot cheaper to do it. So it's not something to be fearful of. It's just something that perhaps people need to be more more educated on. And I'm happy to obviously take that offline and teach anybody they like about it and uh, have conversations with them. That's why we're here. So, you know, I think anytime you get anything that hits the mainstream media, they tend to sensationalize everything. So the swings in the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the other coins out there, obviously that's fodder for their sensationalism. And anytime that happens, then you're going to get people fearful, right? Yeah, that definitely. Right. When we see like, even myself, when I see the price go from 25k down to 5k i'm like oh what's going to happen with it right you're worried you're worried about it but at the end of the day you got to have those in the in the industry you call them diamond hands right uh you don't sell it you know it's you have to believe in it and that's going to go up and if you're investing in it then you, you do that 
I have some Bitcoin myself, I keep it in a hardware wallet, stored in a safety deposit box, and I just cannot touch it. I leave it alone. And my goal is when it hits 100K, I'll take it out and then maybe I'll sell it at that point. We'll see. Very cool. You know, some countries have discussed and some, I believe, are adopting their own digital currencies. Will you deal in those? Um, it depends. If, there is, if there's enough demand for it, absolutely. Right. We only started crypto payments just with Bitcoin and, and Ethereum. But then people are like, hey, can you add stablecoin? We're like, sure. They're like, hey, can you add Doge? Okay, great. Uh, Solana. Okay, good. It's just a matter. We can add as many as, as we need to. It just has to make sense from a utility standpoint. If there's only going to be five people using it, no thank you. If there's 100,000, then yeah, 100% we're going we're gonna to do that. Yeah, I, I never could pronounce Ethereum. Thanks for, for correcting me there. <laughs> no problem. You can call it ETH. It's a lot or ether. It's even it's even easier. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Are there any drawbacks to using crypto as a form of payment? Well, I think there's a couple. One is that I mentioned before, it hasn't reached mass adoption yet, right? So you can't have crypto as a form of payment, only crypto as a form of payment. You need to have other options too, because not everyone has crypto to spend, right? They don't know how to buy it. Uh, so you, you can't just rely on crypto. And two, and this is one for the, uh, you know, for more of the tube sites, the subscription sites, crypto is very difficult to have subscriptions. There are workarounds to it. Like you can have what we call a smart contract. You can sign up for a smart contract for, let's say, 12 months, right? But you'd have to fund that smart contract with the full value of the 12 months of whatever the dollar, dollar amount is. And then every month it gets debited, right? So you can't do recurring with crypto. Correct. So while that's amazing for the fans, it's not great for the tube sites who the recurring billing is, you know, that's the, that's their moneymaker, right? The life of most people do it the first 30 days they watch and then they forget that they have it. And then it stays there for the next like five years of their life. And then a chargeback happens, right? So while it's a drawback of crypto, it's actually a benefit too for the users of these sites right? Because they're not locked into a subscription, they can buy content, they want it, right? And not have to worry that they're going to forget that they have a $39.99 subscription to X, X pay site, right? That being said, there are things in the works that will allow for uh, crypto to offer subscriptions, we're just not there just yet. Good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Because I would think for some of the, really all of the pay sites and premium tube sites and people who do recurring subscriptions, that would kind of be uh, a non-negotiable to a great degree. Yeah. See, I think what we can do with crypto now is that you can have a subscription, but every month you'd have to like put in essentially like a password, like a 2FA, a six digit code to say, yes, okay, go ahead and keep sending that payment. Right, but it doesn't work that way with ad, uh, with pay sites. It's a it's a set it and forget it model, right? It's a George Foreman set it, you just set it and forget it, and that's it. And that's what the pay sites are banking on. That is the revenue model, and I think if it's ever going to truly replace credit cards or at least replace a good percentage of the credit card sales, that's going to need to be there. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question. What percentage of the, I guess, the, the pay site's revenue is from recurring subscriptions that are not actually being used? Oh, God. 
probably 80%. 80%, right? I think so. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the usage is on these sites because I've never seen stats on that. But I'm going to guess that about 80% of the people, once they sign up, don't even look at their credit card statement and it gets charged, it gets charged, it gets charged, it gets charged. And then eventually, if they're not using it, they're going to cancel it. But they'll let it go for three or four months before it gets canceled. And then if that doesn't happen and they charge back, there are companies that deal with chargebacks. Chargeback help is one of them. And it's something that if people are charging back and they've agreed to a subscription, it's going to come back on them. Right. No, exactly. As it should. They made a purchase. They made an agreement. And if you look, if you didn't want it to go a second month, you should cancel. Real simple. What I do when I do these free trials of things, I always set a reminder on my calendar to cancel it if I decide that I don't want to keep it going. But most people aren't that organized. I do that myself, although I do that now. Previously, I've had like, if there's small enough subscriptions, you just don't realize it, right? And it just stays on there forever. For a long time, I was getting like a, uh, it was kind of, I guess, like a cured meats in a box every quarter or every two months, I'd get a box of cured meats. And it kept on, sh- it kept on showing up, right? And I'm like, oh, like I canceled this a while ago. I'm just let this keep going. But then I realized after a year of getting this, six boxes I got, I'm like, I checked my statement finally, and I clearly getting charged for for all these all these boxes. But I almost was certain that I canceled it. So I still canceled it though because I felt like an idiot for like not canceling it before. And I'm like, okay, I'm just I'm just getting rid of it. That's it. And you're in the payment business. I love it. See. It can happen to anybody. It can absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> can you walk us through exactly how crypto pay-ins and payouts work with SmartPay? Yeah, so I think I think I did that with like the Chatterbait example, right? And explaining how that works. At the, at the end of the day, you're going to have, you, you need, first, if you want to actually do a pay-in with crypto, you need to buy crypto first. You have to actually have the crypto. To buy crypto, you can do that any different a m- number of different ways. You can come to coinsmart.com. You can, you know, wire in uh, funds or you can pay via credit card or direct debit or whatever you'd like. Purchase the crypto you'd like. Once you have the crypto, it's just a matter of going to a site like Chatterbait, clicking on credits, clicking on buy credits, selecting cryptocurrency, grabbing that wallet address that you see there or the QR code taking that to where your crypto is, whether it be the crypto exchange or your hardware wallet or any other place that you have the crypto, and then sending that payment directly there. It's as simple as that from, from that standpoint. And the payouts that I think we already touched upon as well, you know, if, if a content creator wants to get paid out, if you're not on Chatterbait, if you're just on like a, you're on Instagram and you're just wanting to get paid, you want to get tips, we have an online portal where you don't need you don't need like a full system, a full API to plug into. You can log into our very simple to use online portal where you can actually invoice your fans for whatever dollar amount you'd like for your content. So if you want to sell, you know, 10 videos for, you know, 500 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever the cost would be, it automatically you can set up an invoice for $500 for 10 videos. The invoice gets sent to the fan. The fan can then pay for the videos in crypto, and then that crypto actually automatically converts to U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars or British pounds or euros, whatever you'd like, and that's added to your SmartPay account. 
then you can simply just withdraw your fiat from the smart pay account to your bank account and you can do it that way right so it's not just meant smart pay really isn't just meant for the larger campsites out there it's meant for the individuals too who are just looking for another method of payment and sometimes it's hard for a creator just to accept credit card or maybe sometimes they use paypal or whatever but smart pay is an easy way for them to do that too it's very simple to sign up you go to smartpay.coinsmart.com sign up for an account uh, and you're off to the races there is some what we call KYB or KYC, which is know your customer or know your business. We need to understand who we're working with. Just like any other kind of campsite out there, you have to kind of upload your ID or your articles of corporation if you're a business, right? We verify you are who you say you are, and then we get started, right? It's as simple as that. Anybody who's listening to this, they can message me at michael at coinsmart.com. It's a my email address. You can text me. You can text me as well. I'm giving my phone number if you'd like on this. Bruce, if that's okay, I'm happy to do it. You can reach me at 416-670-6420. Just send me a text and I'll answer any questions you have about getting started with crypto on SmartPay. Doesn't get any better than that. Ethereum is my crypto of choice, quite frankly. I didn't want to shell out the bucks for Bitcoin, especially when it was being pretty volatile. So what's a good investment strategy right now with crypto? Obviously, based on where you think it's going, it seems like you would suggest people buy. Yeah. So, I mean, my advice is, is if you have a, an investment portfolio, whatever the dollar amount is, it doesn't matter if you have a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks, a million bucks, right? If you're investing it, take about 5% of your investment portfolio and invest it in whatever crypto you want, right? Whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, whatever it is, and just hold it. You can buy it at any time, doesn't matter. Now like, is a, as good a time as any, if you believe that it's gonna go up in the long run, just hold it. 5% of your thousand dollars is not very much, of your million dollars is not, is not very much, right? Uh, it's only a small portion of your portfolio. Think of it as like a, you know, I wouldn't call it a penny stock, but I wouldn't call it a blue chip either, right? It's like it's a little, little bit, a little bit in, in between the two. But I would suggest do that five percent. You wouldn't go as far to term it as gambling. No, no, it's definitely not gambling. Right? You're gambling if you're like playing the swings. If you're like buying it at twenty, you're putting in a million, a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars, and Bitcoin's at twenty five thousand dollars, and you're hoping that it gets to twenty. $7,000 and you're making a good, a little bump in your, in your day. Right. And that's it. That that's gambling. But if you're holding it for the long term, it's just like any other investment you're holding it. You believe it's going to go up and, and, and that's that we do have some, like some clients on our, on our retail exchange. We're also a, a, a retail exchange where you can buy crypto that do day trading, but they, they've been trading stocks for years the same way. So it's just like second nature to them to trade another, uh, another asset class like, like crypto. Day trading is gambling as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I, so, I mean, like I, <laughs> I used to do it with stocks, man. And, uh, Oh, the swings. It was amazing. Oh, look, I am look, I, I run a crypto company, I run a crypto exchange, a payments platform, but I'm a terrible, terrible day trader, right? I just I just can't do it. 
when I buy something, if I'm going to try do it and, and test it. Yeah. So I like, I end up losing money every single time, right? I'll put in a thousand bucks and hope it goes up by 10%. It goes down by 5%. I'll sell it. <laughs> and then it goes up by 20%. And then I buy back in and then it goes way down again. So I'm like, yeah. you know, I, yeah, I bought Bitcoin. I think when it was 200 and it went up to 2000 and I sold after I sold it tanked like, I mean, I hit it at the peak at that time. I think, you know, the time I'm talking about, but then I went, Oh, you're, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. It, that happens. It happens. I, I have some horror stories that I'm not, I'm not going to share on this call, but, I, but it's, it's, I'll it's, go ahead, share them. <laughs> no. So remember when, um, remember when uh, COVID hit, right. And Bitcoin at the time, it was March, I forget the exact day in March, Bitcoin, shot down to about $3,600, something like that, $3,500. And I'm like, you know what? Bitcoin's going to zero. I'm going to short this, right? Not for a lot of money, just for a little bit of money. Cause I'm like, okay, let's just, let's just do it. I did that obviously. And you know, long story short, it went way back up. And then as a constant is going back up, I'm like, should I get out of the short? Should I get out? Should I get out? Should I get out? And some, eventually I, eventually I did. Right. And I cut my losses and that was that. But that was not fun. That was not not fun. Well, I've always said with me, anything I invest in, I tell everybody else to not invest in it because uh, my investment luck hasn't really been great. So through my life, but that's OK. You, you survive and you hopefully learn. So why would somebody choose smart pay by CoinSmart over competing crypto payment offerings? Look, I mean, there's a, there's a ton of them out there. You know, I was at a show in, um, where was I, in, in London, and every other booth was a crypto processor, but they were all based in Gibraltar or Cyprus or you, you name it. At the end of the day, you want to partner with a company where you can trust them. And so we're Canadian. Oh, you can always trust a Canadian. Yeah. We're publicly traded. We're licensed and regulated. <laughs> Which isn't right? true because, by the way, the biggest scammers <laughs> I ever dealt with were from Montreal. And, uh, oh, my God, I tell you the story. But they were in the payment space, too. But Actually, they were in the scamming space. But let me just tell you that not all Canadians are trustworthy. <laughs> Look, I think you can say that about any any country know, in the world. I, know. I think you're that just right. Came, that just came right. to mind, though. That just came to mind. I know. Though. But look, at the end of the day, we're we're governed by um, the regulatory bodies that are in Canada. Canada is like the poster child for the proper regulatory framework that cryptocurrency should be governed by. Right. So, if there's any crypto trading platform or payment processor that you should trust. It's a company in Canada because we're doing it the right way. These guys weren't a company in in the end. So anyway, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, I mean, that's the main thing. You know, we know the industry. Um, we work with some of the biggest names out there. Been around for five years in this space. The fees are extremely competitive. And, you know, if I do say so, we're, we're nice. We're nice guys, too. So I don't know if that, I don't know if that helps. I don't know if you get brownie points for that, but we, we <laughs> you are do with me. You do with well, me. maybe with you. Is that that helps? That helps. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, uh, you mentioned Chatterbait, and you said you work with some of the largest companies in the space. Kiss and tell. Tell me some more. Yeah. So, so the uh, we have uh, we have approval to release that name, right, and say and say that the other ones that we do have, unfortunately, we're under under NDA. It's so that's so common in our space. People never wanted their names said. Yeah. 
but I mean, where we're at, like the reason I can say Chatterbait, you know, we even had at, at uh, when we were at Xbiz in, in Miami, like our, our banners were said that directly. Right. Um, so we were we were there with that. But uh, um, as soon as we have the I guess the ability to open that up, we will. But I'd say we work with probably three of the top five. That's very impressive. So how can people get started with crypto payments for their business? So very simply, you can go to smartpay.coinsmart.com and sign up for sign up for an account there. If you have questions, again, email me at michael at coinsmart.com or text me at 416-670-6420. Please don't spam me. <laughs> yeah, text whenever you want. I'll reply back whenever I want that. But that's how you get started. If you, ha- if you have questions, re- reach out and, w- and we'll set up a call, show you a demo, explain how it all, how it all works. But again, it's actually a very, very simple process. And if you've been thinking about crypto, but you just don't understand it or you're confused about it or you're scared, don't be. It's actually very, very simple. And we'll explain to you how and why that is. Very good. Very good. Uh, you convinced me. And if you want to, you can also call Michael if you want to talk about the Maple Leafs or the uh, or the Blue Jays. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, Maple Leafs, Blue Jays, Raptors. Uh, unfortunately, I may be a Maple Leafs fan. If anyone listens to this from Toronto, you'll understand why. Fan. I'm you trying to forget the Raptors. But anyway. Hey, hey, they won a title in 2019. So, I mean, I that's... At our expense. <laughs> At your expense. That, that's right. That's right. Sorry, sir. It's okay. No, you're not. Not sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, not sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Michael, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk, and I hope we'll have a chance to do this again soon. It's been a pleasure being here. Thanks, Bruce. Pleasure's all mine. My broker tip today is part seven of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Last week, we talked about trademarking your site and ways to make it unique. Next, When you decide to sell your website, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspect of your operation the potential buyers may want to find out about. This should include, for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images and number of videos, how much of those are exclusive and how much are non-exclusive. Financial information for at least the last three years if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, organize a list of potential buyers and start the process of contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything that a potential buyer needs to know, such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they're going to find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with performer Naughty Jojo. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Michael Coral. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>